This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I'm your host of Beauty Behind Chaos where we unpack all of the chaos but we always find the beauty on the other side. And today I am here with me, myself, and I recording this episode. Um, It's been a little bit. My last episode I recorded actually was about self-care and I took a little bit of time of some self-care partially because your girl got sick and um, completely unexpected, completely out of nowhere. The last time I did a recording, I got pretty sick and I was under the weather for about about two weeks. And so self-care is so important. I uh, took a beat and now I am back and I'm definitely feeling so much better and happy to be here recording this episode and just getting back into the flow. I I love like I love being in the flow of things, and when that gets disrupted, sometimes it's a little frustrating, um, but it is important to take that time and take care of yourself, so I did that, and now I am back in my flow. Of course, doing all the things because I do all things, and um, with that said, I want to talk about some of the things that I'm diving into next because I went through different phases, different seasons, and some of which was building and investing and development and all of that, which is all critical when you are an entrepreneur and a business owner. And um, it's important to take that time to work on your business, make investments, and also work on yourself in that process. And so with that, I have I've done a lot of that. And now I'm in a new season. And that new season, y'all, that's probably why I got sick. It was like, I needed a purge. I needed to, you know, just, I I just came um, into this new season. And so I was just letting go of whatever was going on um, in that old season. But this new season is all about um, getting out there and promoting the things that I've built and now just seeing like what I've developed, if it works, what the feedback is and, uh, just jumping all in, right? And so with that, I have a few things that I love to do when I just kind of go all in with putting everything out there of what I have going on. And one of which is networking and making connections, building relationships. I tend to I tend to do that in different ways depending on the season that I'm in. I talked a lot about a lot of it Oh my gosh, I can't speak. I talked a lot about building community around you and um, developing like those relationships in that way. And networking is um, can contribute to that, but then at the same time, it's a completely different approach in my mind with what you do or what I even do when I'm in like networking mode. And so I want to do um, talk about that in this episode and just talk about some of the things that work for me and some of the things that don't work and then some new things I'm trying. And uh, I love feedback. I would love to hear from y'all to see what you guys do when it comes to networking or what are your fears? What are the things that you worry about? And maybe 
like kind of inhibits you from getting out there and putting yourself um, out there to build these new relationships. I know that's always kind of a hurdle that people have. And um, depending on, you know, do you like being in bigger crowds? Do you prefer small intimate crowds? Um, Do you prefer the one-on-one? Those are all questions that are really good questions to ask. But at the same time, y'all, whatever makes you the most uncomfortable is really what you should be doing. Um, the most uncomfortable I feel is when I'm in a large group, a large setting of a bunch of people. Believe it or not, I am extroverted introverted. I love the one-on-ones with people. I love building like connections. And I feel like it's so hard to build that connection when you're in a, a large group setting. And so it's not really an area that... Um, I would say it's not an area I thrive in, but other people might say different because they wouldn't know any different that this is something I struggle with because I just show up, y'all. I just show up and I just do the dang thing and it is super uncomfortable and I show up in that discomfort. And I think it's so important to do that because that is truly what grows you. And I'm sure as I do it more and more and more, um, I'll get more comfortable because my ultimate goal, y'all, is to be on stages. My ultimate goal is to be speaking and to be sharing my message with large amounts of people. So I have to get comfortable in rooms that have a lot of people. So this is kind of my way of you know doing it, but doing it at a small scale. So showing up at networking events um, and showing up in bigger rooms and uh, just kind of diving in and then seeing what works and what doesn't work. So I kind of have a method. So I'm going to share with y'all some of what I do. And, um, and maybe it'll work for you if you have these fears too. And then some of the things that I, I do on a smaller setting. So, so just talking about large settings, like I said, I'm super uncomfortable. And when I go into these spaces for the longest, y'all, I would just, have you ever been like that awkward person where you're just like, okay, one, which like little pocket of group groups of huddles of people am I going to now infiltrate, right? And then what do, am I just going to be like the weird girl in the corner and just being like, hey, just want to, just want to jump into this conversation. Or you just stand there like a fly on the wall and you're just like, I'm just going to, I'm going to wait for my moment, but I'm just going to stand here like a creep and just be listening. Like that's awkward. So that's always my like conundrum when I'm in these big rooms and there's typically, I feel like a lot of people that know each other. And then I'm just kind of like, I'm here. Where do I go? What do I do? And it's just, it's just always so weird. And I just don't want to be like standing there lurking and like oddly smiling, like, Hey, talk to me or, or where can I interject? Um, so if you are ever one of those people in those big rooms and that's where you're comfortable, help a girl out, help another girl out. That is like me. That is just kind of like, I don't know where I get in, where I fit in, none of those things. And if you're comfortable in those rooms, it's a great opportunity to actually like make a really dope connection with someone that maybe looks a little uncomfortable or maybe looks like they don't know anybody because that is so important. That's like a really good way to um, kind of segue into building a relationship with someone. So that is one. One of my strategies is I look for another awkward person in the room, girl. I go and like kind of scan the room. Who else is by herself and also doing the double dutch of like what group to jump into? And that's going to be the person I'm actually going to go and speak with. Male, female, doesn't matter. I'm just going to like, okay, you know what? You look like you are trying to figure out where you fit in as well. So you know what? Let's fit in together. So that's typically my first approach is to connect with someone maybe that is by themselves as well. And they're probably feeling the same anxiety, the same concerns, 
second guessing themselves, all of that. So finding another person that's uncomfortable is literally for me, one of the ways to go. It is perfect because y'all are feeling the same thing, right? And so you kind of almost break the ice with another uncomfortable person, which then kind of breaks the ice for you to open up to talk to other people. Because now your one little group is, um, you know, bringing in, you go and talk to another, you know, person and you slowly kind of have, um, more people that are either in the same boat or see now that you're in a group of people and then more people will come over. So that's usually, y'all, that's typically my strategy, but that was my strategy for a really long time. With that said, as I began to just get comfortable with myself, which is literally a strategy, not even a strategy, but a personal development skill that you need to work on when you are realizing that these are one of your fears. You need to work on that. You need to work on your confidence. You need to work on maybe what you say. If that means putting a little script together in your head of what you say to each person, cool. Whatever it is that just kind of like helps you break the ice and also build your confidence because really, truly, it's it's our confidence. It's our second guessing. It's our imposter syndrome that is showing up in that room with us when we are not showing up as our whole self. So before you go to these networking events, it's really important to kind of big yourself up and just kind of like get the thoughts together that's going to help build your confidence. So it could be your mindset. It could be your outfit. It could be a certain lip color. Whatever that is, is definitely going to lend itself in those moments where you feel the most uncomfortable. So that's kind of my go-to. I know that there are times, y'all, I will, if you see me with like a fiery red lip, a pink lip, any type of pop of color, I was probably nervous that day or I was probably second guessing something and I was like, girl, you're going to put this pop of lipstick on and you're going to walk in that room like you own it. And so there are definitely times where I have leaned on my lipstick to help build my confidence that morning or whatever it is that I was going through for me to be able to walk into that room with that right mindset. And so a lot of it is really truly, it comes down to your mindset and how you approach these things. But like I said, the most uncomfortable things are going to be the things you want to lean into actually first, believe it or not. Because if you stay in your comfort zone, one, you're not going to grow. Two, you're not going to be in the room of conversations that you want to be in. Like if you are comfortable and you just, you know, seeing Betty over in the corner that you've seen her 5,600 times and she's your go-to because you're like, oh, I know Betty. Okay. I'm going to go see Betty. And you're talking to her. You are not networking. Okay. You are not meeting new people. You are not building relationships because you already know Betty. And there's nothing wrong with you knowing Betty, but you can't just rely on who you know in the room, and then gravitate right to those people. If anything, you should be gravitating to the ones you don't know and um, learning a little bit more about them. And then, of course, give a little head nod or chat chat it up with the people that you do know um, because that's important too. You want to develop and uh, nourish those relationships. But certainly, if you are in a room where you know everybody, you might not be in the right room. You might want to step outside of your comfort zone. I see this all the time. And so I'm in that mode right now, y'all. I am in that mode of like, let's push outside my comfort zone. Let's, you know, let's go into rooms. Maybe I don't recognize a face. And the nice thing about it, I'm not going to lie, is like you could walk into that room 
as whoever you want to be. Not not in the in the sense of making things up, but you can try new things. You can see what is connecting with people and and how people are gravitating towards you. It's hard when they already know you. They kind of already have this, you know, thought of who they think you are or you know, they might already know what you do. So they're like, oh, I don't need to chat with her further because I I know what she does. And so I challenge you to actually go into rooms where you don't know people at all. And the greatest gift in that is, is like I said, is, is learning. And so that's kind of one of the things I'm doing right now. One of my biggest like hurdles is my elevator pitch, y'all. My elevator pitch, that's another thing. I, I need like a little checkpoint. I'm gonna I need to like throw up on the um the video. I'm also recording this audio so y'all won't be able to see that. But take some notes or something because I always have like a brains up of all of these things. And it's like, you know, number one, show up in rooms, bigger rooms, whatever, whatever makes you uncomfortable, right? Bigger rooms, smaller rooms, one-on-ones, large crowds. What makes you uncomfortable? That's the room you want to show up in. And then number two is connect with people, people that Maybe you've never talked to you before. Um, taking that opportunity, if there's someone that looks awkward and uncomfortable in the room, start there and just kind of work your way around. And don't feel like necessarily you have to work the whole room. You might just be really vibing with one person the whole time. And that's fine too. If you're building a relationship and you're connecting with that person, then you know what? That particular day or that particular networking meeting, that that's what you needed. And so, um, you know, don't go there with like this full on strategy that you need to get X amount of business cards or talk to X amount of people, because that's really not, um, to me organic. Like you want to leave some room and fluidity to, you know, how you show up, but then also let kind of things happen. Let life happen. Let conversations happen. I've been in conversations with people where you could tell, like, you know, we were vibing and I'm like, we're sharing all kinds of things. And then you could tell it was like, "Mm, I got to go. I want, I need to connect with like five more people before I leave here. But it's like, you know what? If we're having a good conversation, like, let's have a good conversation. Like, it is what it is. Saves me from having to circle back and have a coffee chat in two weeks, which might be, you know, not to say a waste of time, but at the same time, like, you can only meet with so many people on a coffee chat. So, um, so with that, if you're vibing with somebody and you are really hitting it off and connecting, then don't feel like you got to rush off and, oh, you got to go meet, you know, 10 other people because that's what you had in your head. You were going to leave with 10 cards, you know, go in there with this mindset of just like making a connection period. Um, another thing is, oh, going back to elevator pitches. Okay. I was about to go into a whole thing there. So elevator pitches, y'all, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of elevator pitches. To be honest, like now that I'm getting back out there, um, the networking thing that I went to this morning, it was very much, it was a little bit more intimate. You know, it was like 12 people. Um, so it definitely was a smaller setting and it was like, okay, we're going to go around the room and we're going to do our elevator pitches. And for me, I was just like, oh gosh, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Like I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have multiple businesses I represent. I also am, am doing brand development with uh, with another company. So I'm just kind of like, crap, how do I show up in this? And they just feel so scripted. And for me, maybe, maybe, maybe the solution is to have multiple elevator pitches, I guess. But I can barely ever nail one. So if you're that type of person, I am with you. I feel you. I struggle bus on that too. If you don't know what an elevator pitch is, an elevator pitch is basically like true story. 
It's you telling about yourself and your business within the time of being on an elevator. Like legit, that's a thing. So like when you get in an elevator, like and you hit up and you go to like, I don't know, level 10. They didn't see, they didn't explain that. Like what floor are you going to on this elevator? (laughs) How, How much time? Some people do their elevator pitches and like they must be like climbing the Eiffel Tower. Like it's too long. And then you have other people that just like zip, they say two things and then they're back down and it's like they went to level two. Um, so no one ever specifies what floor you're going on this elevator. But um, but I will just say kind of rule of thumb, I just like to keep things at like a minute or less. And you'd be surprised how long a minute is. Um, if you could do it in 30, like that, that's cool. Like, but 30 to 60 max. And like, I kind of feel the room. So I never like being the first one going when I have to do my elevator pitch. I just want to be like in the middle or towards the end because then I can like kind of feel the room. And I'm very much an observer when I go to networking events. And so when someone's doing their elevator pitch, like I kind of, one, get the pulse of the room. Like one, how quick did they do it? How long did that last? Did they just like keep rambling on about things? And like were people attentive to what they were even saying? And like reading that the room is really like, that's a thing. Like that's a, another boom, another tip, read the room. And so you could always tell where it's like people are intrigued probably for the first 15, maybe 30 seconds. So if you go past that, I just feel like it might be just a little long. I don't know. That's just me. But practice your elevator pitch, I guess. But I just, for me, I like to, again, being a creative, I'm like, I have like, my points I want to hit, but I don't have a full scripted thing. And I can't do scripted anything because like if y'all know, if you've been listening to this podcast, none of this is ever scripted. I don't even know half the time what I'm even going to be talking about. And then I just hit record and I'm like, boom, let's go. I can't script things. Like it just doesn't work in my brain. And I, if anything, it's like more pressure for me and I'm not natural and I'm not myself. So for me, the way that I go about elevator pitches is like, I figure out like kind of the high points of what I want to hit and then I just kind of like say whatever I'm about to say. And sometimes I nail it and other times I'm like, "Eh, all right, whatever, who cares? I don't overthink it basically because at the end of the day, if you just kind of lead with yourself and just who you are and like, you know, trickle in a couple things, maybe what you do, but I don't feel like elevator pitches for me are like super valuable to get to know a person or remember them. It's always the person that says something like super random and unique or about themselves and they seem really passionate when they're talking um, that I'm like, hmm, like I want to learn more about them. Like I dig that. So I kind of read the room. I kind of see how the elevator pitches are going that I'm listening to. Um, And then the ones that intrigue me the most are usually the ones that like inspire what I'm about to say. Um, And that typically is kind of like fluid and I just kind of generally lead with myself. But it it I decide then like am I going to go into lots of detail? Am I going to go into specifically about one business because now I have a feel for the type of people that are in the room? Um or you know am I just going to like today I actually mentioned that I was a pandemic pivot and I moved here from Connecticut. Um, I kind of took the lead by uh, something that someone had said and so it was like a little head nod to what they said like I could relate to that. And uh, this is why. So 
that's why I like to go towards uh, the middle or end because I like to feel out what people say. And then if there's definitely a point of connection of what someone says, I could easily just kind of like tie into that, which also makes you a little bit more memorable. As I'm saying this, I didn't realize I do that, but yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, so yeah, so elevator pitches, me have have a general idea. Don't don't overthink and be too scripted. But I always say like lead with yourself. I think it's so important to lead with yourself, not with what you do. Um, Because at the end of the day, like your job title might change, but at the core of who you are and why you do what you do, that is truly, to me, what's going to get like an emotional reaction. So for me, what I always like to um, lead with is I always say that I'm a serial entrepreneur. That's something I've been testing lately, guys. Just I'm saying this. I'm not an expert in elevator pitching. I don't know what's going on. Like I can't even speak today. But um, I'm not an expert in elevator pitching, but I've heard enough of them. I've I've actually learned how to pitch and how to do all these other things um, when it came to like pitching investors. And so really trying to craft that, I've learned the nuts and bolts of crafting that. And I just like to dismantle things. I like to do things my own way. And so my own approach um, is basically leading with myself. So I've been testing um, that and so far so good, y'all. I've been, I've gotten reactions. I like it. I like when I say something and people kind of perk up and like they lean in a little bit and you know pay attention to that because honestly, if they don't or if they're like getting on their phone or like nobody's really like kind of engaging with what you're saying, that's actually a really good opportunity for you to learn. That's a really good opportunity to be like whatever I said totally just bored the hell out of everybody. Nobody cared, and um, you know. Reading the room is so important because that will help you learn and like don't be disappointed or discouraged. Be like, dang, I'm not going to lead with that next time or maybe I should tweak what I'm saying and try it. That's why I love going to situations where I'm in rooms that no one knows me because I can actually gauge better, you know, what people maybe react to and don't react to. So um, here is an example. I went to a networking event last week and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? And there was definitely a couple people that spoke way too long. So I was like, and you could tell, like other people were like, okay, it's a little long. Um, And I was like, okay, keep it, keep it short and sweet. And at the same time, like say what you got to say. And um, so by the time it got around to me, I, I wanted to connect with women in the room. Um, for me personally, with some of the things I have going on, connecting with women makes complete and total sense everywhere I go. And there weren't a lot of women in the room. So I wanted to kind of grasp the attention. Um, so what I ended up leading with, obviously, I, I always say that I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, my name is Ashley Stone. I'm a serial entrepreneur. And uh, oh my gosh, now I'm on the spot and I'm not going to be able to do it. You see, this is so hard. But um, And I was just like, I have multiple businesses, one of which is a female-focused co-sharing space that I'm launching in May. And I invested in a beautiful historic building in Old Town Keller, and we're going to be launching that. So I would love to connect with other female-driven, oh my God, female-driven, entrepreneurial-minded small business women. I also am doing business development with my coaching society, and we create opportunities for um, affordable coaching for small businesses and uh, individuals. And I think I just kind of left it at that. And then I was just like, so yeah, I would love to connect with other women. Boom. And so it's like at the end, it's like an ask. Like this is what I'm looking to connect with. So if you hear this and you in the room, like come on over here. I want to talk to you. 
So um, that's kind of one of the things. So leading with yourself. Oh, I kind of did. I said, I also said I was a serial entrepreneur. I'm super passionate about small business and uh, working with other women entrepreneurs and small business owners. So I did kind of like, uh, I said something in there about that. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Because today, I kind of tweaked it a little bit. Um, and I again, I started with that serial entrepreneur. But um, I love helping other women. And um, I think, you know what, today, I take that back. I did tweak it because there were only two women in the room. <laughs> and the rest were all guys. So it was just kind of like, okay, I'm really singling out everybody here. Um, so I did tweak what I said. Um, and instead, actually, that's when I made that connection of like, oh, yeah. I'm a pandemic pivot. Yeah, over here, Bob. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how I how I played that was just creating that connection point, and then just also mentioning. I feel like when you're in a room with a lot of men, um, and you're a woman, and you know, and I don't want to knock anybody for this, but like if you're a female, you kind of know. Like, there's a fine line where you're networking, and then people are like flirting with you because that that happens sometimes. And you're just like, hmm, that's not, I'm not, nah, that's not what's going on here. And I feel like as women, we do experience different things than men do when it comes to um, our jobs and when it comes to, you know, putting ourselves out there and networking and connecting with people and going to coffee with people. Um, we always have to be a little bit mindful and careful of that. And this is just like, I'm just being real because it's true. I've had that experience and it's like, mm, no, hold on. <laughs> Where did this conversation just go? Um, facts. So in that circumstance, the other, on the flip side, I feel like there's this like, um, being younger looking, um, looking a certain way facts. Um, it is sometimes difficult for people to take you seriously. And so there have been many times where I've been in rooms and I 100% felt shunned. 100% was like, if if I even remotely say that I'm in the beauty industry, I'm immediately like put into a category. And I've even had it happen even with women. Like, oh, I already have a hairdresser. It's like, okay, well, I'm not here as a hairdresser. So, and I don't want to do your hair. Um, I own a company that does services for events. So it was just like, you know, really frustrating for a long time when I would go out networking and I lacked the confidence to be like, okay, and and know how to deal with those certain situations and topics. But with that said, today, um, I certainly do. And with that said, I I do feel like it is necessary for me to not puff my chest, but definitely like assert myself that I am a businesswoman. And um, I think there's a way with your body language and just how you carry yourself and also how you speak that people kind of go, oh, okay, I misjudged this, her, this girl. Like I totally thought something else, but now I'm kind of intrigued. Like let's chat more. And so um, I've had the – the thing is with that for me is I've had a lot of experience dealing with, um, you know, going through that process of learning pitching and a lot of investors are male and, um, just different dynamics of those conversations. And, and like I said, being taken, being, being taken seriously. Um, and so I've had to learn and educate myself in, some of the things that I, you know, would say instead, instead of, you know, leading with the beauty industry, um, you know, I'm the CEO and founder of my company and we've developed software, we've um, launched in multiple states and we've scaled, um, you know, little terms, words, 
just tweaking what you're saying um, really makes a difference, but it does take exactly what I was saying, showing up in rooms and having conversations and being real uncomfortable. And then also seeing how the reaction is and going, okay, um, that conversation went somewhere else. Uh, what did I say? Where did it go wrong? And that's not to blame yourself. Like, oh, what did I say wrong? Why did this go in this direction? It's like, no, how can I, how can I still show up in this in a different way? So that way it doesn't go in that direction. Or if it does, I can address it very quickly and move on to the next person. If that makes sense. Like, I just went like, and then a whole nother like left field in that conversation, but it's, it's so it's so freaking true. So if you're, if you if snap your fingers, if you can relate to what I'm trying to explain and articulate, because it definitely is a different, um, it's intimidating for, as a woman to go out and, and network. And then at the same time, y'all women, we are so critical to each other as well. So, you know, we're all in the same boat going to these things and wanting to make these relationships and connections. So like be a nice woman, like be nice to another fellow woman because we're all kind of, you know, there's enough for everybody to eat y'all. I promise in all the years I've been doing business and just all the things that I've witnessed and experienced, there is enough for everybody. There are so many people in this world, like truly in your city, in your state, in your metroplex, like whatever. There are so many people. And at the end of the day, what's going to set you apart is truly being that person that is helpful, that builds relationships, that creates connections. Like that's how you set yourself apart. So don't be a mean girl. Don't be that person when you go to places and it's like clicky and then you just kind of hold on into your little pocket of people and who you know and, and, and so on and so forth. Definitely, again, if you go to something and you see somebody kind of solo, reach out to that person, connect with that person and just make them feel like a little bit more comfortable because it's uncomfortable when you're just out there by yourself, kind of just trying to meet new people, whatever your reasonings are. And so I definitely pride myself on being that approachable person. And then when I'm, when I feel like people, I'm like an energy person too. So when I feel like I'm in a place and like people aren't coming over to me or like whatever, then I just go, you know what? I'm going to approach them. And so building that confidence within yourself to not be intimidated, not be afraid, and to just step into the discomfort because you are truly going to learn so much about yourself and just be able to navigate weird conversations, hard conversations, uncomfortable conversations, and at the same time, build some incredible, incredible relationships. So that is some of my advice when it comes to networking. I love smaller settings, if I'm being honest. Smaller settings are dope. For me, I love the one-on-ones to be able to connect with people. I will say this. I, if you have a one-on-one with me, just be prepared for like half your morning because I don't know why this happens, but I, I don't know if it's just like I'm a personal person or I'm just so like, I'm so okay with being vulnerable and like being myself in all, in all settings and all things that I, I feel like genuinely that potentially opens up for people to have that same comfort level with me. So when I'm one-on-one with people, it is, I am like building a relationship with that person, like genuinely, like, like there is a good chance you're going to tell me like all your things and like, and it could range anywhere from your trauma story to your family life, to like your, your, your business. Like it could be everything. Like you just never know. So these one-on-one sometimes with me can go pretty extended. So I always have to be mindful too, like how much time do I got right now? And so 
because I just love like I love just being real with people and I know how hard it is when you you know when you don't relate to people and when you have a hard time connecting in. And so when I sit with someone and I'm just like there, I'm like there. I'm very, very involved in the conversation and just we're like both back and forth sharing because I feel like I I was talking to someone the other day and they're in sales and they kind of made a comment and they were like, yeah, like part of a sales strategy basically is when you're talking with someone like, you want them to talk about themselves. Like you give them that space and that room to just, you know, talk because people love to talk about themselves. And so they'll love you because you give them space to just talk about themselves. And I'm like, "Mm, that's an interesting strategy because I don't, I'm not like, I'm a good listener, but I feel like I love conversation. And so when you're engaged and you're having a mutual conversation and you're like relating to each other and you're like, Ooh, oh my gosh, girl, same, same, me too. Oh, I've been through that. And then you share and swap those stories. Like to me, that's, that's like more important and more valuable to both people. So, you know, if you're going into it with that thought process of like a strategy and like sales and, you know, whatever, I'm just not that like, to me, that would be like the worst advice ever. Um, because you're, you're almost kind of in that conversation and then for the wrong reasons, but then like, what are you really absorbing? Um, if you're just letting them just kind of like spew, if you're just looking and, and part of the sales strategy was like letting them talk and just like encouraging like them basically to talk and you listen, but for you to look for those points within that conversation that you could be like, Oh, I could help you with that. So it's like, again, you're coming at this relationship with a strategy and an angle And like, yeah, it might seem like, you know, natural and like, oh, you're letting them kind of talk or whatever. But it just, again, it gives me like the heebie-jeebies. I'm like, oh, I'm not a salesperson. Wolf. Not to like hate on anybody that's in sales because that's a hard job. But I just feel like, I don't know. I just want to create connections. And like, if that turns into business, cool. But what I find, like, honestly, it turns into so much more. Never mind business, but um, it definitely could turn into something like, an opportunity or it could turn into, you know, a connection down the line that you become like the best of friends. And now you just, you know, they're, they're an extended part of your family. Um, or they could be future business partners, or you might be able to connect them with someone else. that's going to change someone else's life. Like there are so many possibilities. And that's why I love connecting with people because it's not a matter of like strategy of like, where's the angle of what I can sell them and let me learn as much about them as possible because really what are you retaining and absorbing if that's all you're looking for? And instead, if you're truly connecting with people, you're actually, you know, you're you're creating like a, a long time connection. And so, so much time, I can't tell you how many people over the years, like so much time will pass, but that one time I sat with them for like, the freaking two hours that we just talked about life and real stuff. Like two years will pass and down the line, I'm like, oh my gosh, this chick that I talked to, she probably knows the answer to this. I'm so stuck over here or I'm looking to connect with this, this one person, let me hit her up. And then I do. And she's like, oh my gosh, girl, how you been? Two years. It's been crazy. We're so busy, blah, blah, blah. Hey, by the way, I remember you did this or you knew about this kind of stuff. Like, can you help me with this? Or do you know someone or whatever? And they're like, absolutely. And they either they help you or they give you their best referral because 100% because they know you. 
They know you. Even from that one little bit of time, they know you because they connected with you and they know who you were as a person. You never tried to sell them something, never came at them at a certain angle. You just vibed. You just connected. And to me, that's so important. And and that's what stands the test of time. And people will remember you for that. And then when they do need your service or when they know someone else that might need your service or some type of reference or any of those things. You got to look at it from that point of view. Is like you can't always think about business when you're going out and networking. You really got to like kind of broaden your 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 thought process of like you are building a network. And that might mean you might not do business with them directly, but someone else that you want to do business with they might really need to connect with a person like them too. And so you could be actually valuable to help two people connect that then again creates an opportunity for you later if, you know, potentially business could happen or, you know, who who knows what else. So that's so important. And that kind of like, I don't know why I'm, as I'm saying this, I had like a thought in my mind that was like about burning bridges. Like, that for some reason just like popped in my head as I was talking. But it's the same thing when it comes to having connections with people, building relationships with people. No matter how much time goes by that you maybe don't talk to them or, or you know, whatever, you moved on, you do other things, never burn a bridge. Never burn a connection. There's no need to. Why? Why? What is the purpose? I never understand when people do that because at the end of the day, like, People are people. And if you have, you know, a bad, you know, experience or, you know, whatever, like talk through it and like work it out and always leave at an even, like just even space. Like don't burn bridges and be like, ah, I'm so done with that person. You never know. That person might be going through something right now. Like they're going through some hardships. You took what they said the wrong way or whatever the case may be, like let it go and keep that connection open. Because again, down the line, it might be somebody that either you want to connect with again or connect someone else to and vice versa. Instead of just being like, ow, I don't need this person in my life. I'm done. Um, in business, I just always find that, that unless they like really did you trifling and they're just like really bad people, then okay, burn that bridge, blow that shit up. But otherwise, like I think it's so unnecessary to burn bridges. And I think it's so necessary to find forgiveness in business when it comes to a lot of things because the reality is business is hard. Small business is hard, harder. Let's let's be real about that. Um, and so at the end of the day, the, the last thing you want to do is start cutting people off um, when you're at the beginning stages of things that you're growing and building. And also just keeping in mind, like, people go through life stuff and people are who they are and, you know, and people change and they grow and they learn. So for whatever reasons that things fell apart or or you don't do business or whatever the case may be, just piece it up. And don't burn a bridge. I always say, like, it's bad business to burn a bridge. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. Just a just a little extra little tidbit um, about networking and connections and relationships. Relationships, which are so important um, in everything you do. And for a long time, I'm not going to lie, I say this from experience, y'all. I forever was like, I don't need anybody. I can do this all by myself. And you can do a lot by yourself. I am a testament to that. I am a hustler. I work my butt off. I've learned how to do so many things because I was like, I don't need people or I can do this by myself or whatever. But I will promise you, 
you will get to a plateau. You will hit a wall, all the things, and it will not be pretty because you can't do everything. And although you can for a certain period of time, um, realistically, you eventually, as you grow, as you grow your business, as you personally grow, you're going to want to spread your wings. You're going to want to, you know, have other people in your circle and in your pocket and in your network. And so building those relationships early on and then developing the ones that, um, you know, are important or nurturing the ones that you think, um, you know, in the long term would be beneficial on both sides, then do that and don't burn it. You spend all that time building relationships. Don't burn the relationship. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's, you know, me with networking, I'm just diving on in, just jumping around and going all, all to all these things and, um, getting my, my elevator pitch, not right. Dismantling it a little bit, <laughs> figuring out how I want to show up in that. And then just stepping into rooms that I don't really know anybody. And so, like I said, that might mean I have to go a little further out. Cause I feel like a lot of people know me <laughs> in the area that I'm in now. I did a pretty good job. Uh, with community building. Um, there's still always people I come across locally that I have not met. Um, they might have heard about me or maybe not at all. So um, so I do, I do still go to things uh, locally, but I definitely um, am expanding my wings a little bit and checking out different places. And the cool thing about where I live is actually, so it's the DFW Metroplex. And so basically I don't, really know what that means. So if you're not from the area, it's like, okay. Um, the best way I could describe it is it's like a bunch of suburbs surrounding two cities. Um, but like Texas is big. So that could mean like you could drive like an hour and a half, two hours and still be in the DFW Metroplex. Like I think I'm pretty sure that's a thing. So it's really, it's really big. I moved from Connecticut and Connecticut, you could drive an hour and a half, two hours and <laughs> clear the whole state. Um, so that wasn't normal to be driving that far. So, um, with that said, I'm, I'm kind of exploring a little bit. And and what's cool is there, you're surrounded by two metropolitan cities and then the suburbs all outside of that, you get this like really cool mix of almost, it's like this hybrid of like city suburb. There's gotta be a, like a word for it, like a city burb. <laughs> so I'm going to make that up. I just made that up right now. City burp. So because what, what, what you have here is like, you have people that live in the suburbs that work in the cities, but then you have so many, um, businesses, small business owners, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial people, um, professionals, all of that, like all close by to the city, but they don't actually like go into the city very often. And they just like, like to live nearby it or near the, um, airport, um, and things like that. So there's just like a lot of incredible, amazing pockets and just so much opportunity here. So I'm like, you know, I've really been killing it in my local pocket and, um, and I love being local and, and all the things that I do, but I definitely want to have, um, a little bit of a bigger reach because my company, one of my businesses, um, is kind of throughout DFW. And so I do have to put myself out there a little bit more. And that's kind of where I'm at now is like, okay, which is good. Cause I got my comfort level. I built my comfort level locally and, and got really comfortable with talking to people and, and kind of, um, building my own confidence and then going into these bigger rooms that I don't know people at all. And I'm like, okay, Ashley, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? And how are you going to show up? And I'm still, 
at times figuring that out and it changes. And I think that's um, the mindset you got to have is to just be flexible and don't overthink it and just show up as yourself, do the best you can and just create connections, um, you know, the best way you know how. And that's really, is really truly just being yourself. So that is my time, y'all. And um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, learning a little bit about networking, my approach to networking, and uh, elevator pitch. Go go work on your fluid, random, tested out elevator pitch and uh, see what you come up with. High level. Don't overthink it. Don't fully script it. Just lead with yourself and just kind of have a baseline of some of the things that you want to bullet point and make sure that you say. Um, but again, lead with yourself. What do you love about what you do? Who are you as a person? Um, whether that's a servant's heart, whether that's you love to help people, you love to help entrepreneurs, um, what is that thing? What is your why? Um, always lead with that and you will make the best of connections with all the right people. Till next time, y'all. Have a good night. Beautiful and blessed day. I don't know. It's it's nighttime here. It's, it's going to be daytime when you're listening. Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, see y'all on the flip side. Bye, beauties. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live and we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beauty behind chaos podcast. See you next time, beauty.